is Bloomberg Surveillance. In order to engage in the acquisition of a company, you have to have a view on the future. M&A is a conviction market. It is the last stop in long-term planning. We will continue to see those wage gains pick up, and I continue to believe that unemployment rate is going to fall a lot faster than others believe. Overall, U.S. financial conditions uh, determine pretty much the dynamics of what happens in emerging economies. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street. It is noon in London where the Brexit vote looms and the polls are confused. Uh, What we can tell you is the betting markets show a tightening with Remain now down to 68%. Brexit fears and general concern about the state of the global economy have us firmly in risk-off mode this morning. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Shanghai closed down 3.2% overnight. The Nikkei off by 3.5%. And that mood's carried over into European trading. The stock 600 right now down by 6 points, 1.7%. The DAX is trading lower by 139 points, 1.4%. In London, the FTSE, the uh, locus of the... uh, Brexit concerns off by 47% right now, eight-tenths of a percent. The pound going for 141.60s, down seven-tenths on the day. Here in the U.S., futures are lower, pointing to a lower open. The S&P E-minis are off by eight points, four-tenths of a percent. Dow E-minis down 66, four-tenths. It's a half percent decline for NASDAQ 100 E-minis, 21 points. The VIX at 1841 is up Eight percent so far this morning. The euro trading at one twelve sixty nine, up by two tenths. The Japanese yen continues to strengthen one oh six, up by uh, nine tenths of a point uh, percent this morning. Speaking of bonds here in the U.S., ten-year note yield one point. 6.2%, the five-year 1.13%, and the two-year at 71 basis points. We're watching yields, of course, plunge around the world. The German 10-year note yield is at uh, about just over one basis point, uh, rounded off to two, but uh, it is uh, significantly lower this morning. And we're watching the Japanese uh, negative uh, 10-year note yield at a negative 18 basis points at one point this morning. Michael Pond is Barclays Head of Global Inflation-Linked Research. And, Michael, uh, kind of the question that comes to my mind is how much of this is in your area? How much of this is disinflation, deflation fears, and how much of it is just we don't know what's going to happen in the world, so let's just buy bonds and and wait. I mean, pretty clearly the move over the past several days, even the past couple of weeks, has been about um, about fear, about fear of Brexit, about uh, another concern uh, that China might might slow down and that brings global growth uh, down along with it. Um, I don't think it's it's directly about uh, deflation or I think it's definitely fear related, uh, but not on the on the deflation side. Well, has anything changed in the inflation trade? I'm looking at. Five year forwards, uh, the inflate, implied Im- inflation break even 1.64%, but that's nowhere near as low as we got down to in February at the height of the, uh, Fear uh, plunge then. That's right. So, so uh, inflation as priced by the market has come down a, a bit. Inflation expectations, uh, but not nearly as as much. So it's not a, a, a true risk off from a, a deflation standpoint. But there are some, certainly some, some concerns. So you saw in the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey on Friday that data showed that uh, consumers have the the lowest 
uh, longer term expectation of inflation ever on that survey down to 2.3%. So this is certainly the, something that the Fed should be concerned about. Well, that's interesting, Tom, because, uh, you wonder what drives that, Michael. Is it, is it, uh, the fact that people just are getting used to lower gasoline prices? Well, yeah, so consumers often uh, develop their inflation expectations based on their recent experience of, of price moves. And with gasoline coming down, uh, even longer-term inflation expectations have come down uh, with it. But there's also a true sense of, well, inflation's been low for not just the, the past six months, but for quite some time. Um, yeah. And that starts to embed in people's psych, um, psyche here. You know, the oddities of the morning, as Mike mentioned, futures negative nine. They've come back a little bit, a little bit of a bid to what I'm going to call a soggy tape um, this morning. Bloomberg Surveillance this Monday brought to you by Invesco looking for investment views. Invesco's high conviction portfolio managers just a click away. Go to Invesco.com slash US to subscribe to the Invesco blog and follow at Invesco US out on Twitter. We are thrilled to bring a Michael Powell. We're sitting here on Friday. What was me? The markets are strange. Who should we talk to? And there was this roar from the surveillance team. Get Michael Pond. We're thrilled um, to have you here. What do you say to institutional managers who hold our retirement money? People with an actuarial assumption of like wicked short-term seven years or adult 12 years or the idea of matching 20-year liabilities, it's impossible, right? It's just flat out impossible today. Well, the the expectation, near term expectation of of returns uh, in the in the low teens just just shouldn't be there. E- even the the high ones, eight eight nine percent expected returns uh, year in year out, maybe shouldn't be there under a world of lower potential GDP. <clears throat> so returns should be associated with potential GDP. And if if real rates are are lower, the long term neutral real rate is lower. Right. So should long term returns. I get it. What is the level of panic among adult institutional managers when they see this rate structure? Forget about full faith and credit. When they look at corporates priced to Brexit perfection. It's it's definitely a concern, as well as the the recent low volatility. So how does uh, that play? You know, because again, investment managers, so professionals, uh, even if rates are, are low, but moving around, uh, you can you can try to profit from that. You can try to make some some money by positioning around rate moves. But uh, the ten year rate has been stuck in a relatively low range, so uh, not it, it hasn't just been moving moving up and right. being able to collect the yield, uh, but we haven't had a lot of volatility either. Right. Mike, I'd note gold up $13, 12.89 ounce. A backstory, but nevertheless, there it is. How, uh, how worried are you that, um, the bond market has gotten overextended here? Because uh, suppose we wake up a week from Friday with a solid remain vote for the Brits and uh, you know, it, it evaporates, and everybody wants to get to the exit at once. Again, we're not here just because of of, of Brexit. Um, data has come in weak as well. The the thirty eight thousand on payrolls that we got uh, earlier this this month uh, was the the weakest in in quite some time, and we had nearly sixty thousand uh, downward revision to to prior months. Uh, so the, so the economy itself is not is not necessarily in, in great shape. The 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 payroll numbers. Uh, 
uh, actually cause our economists to increase uh, their expectations of a recession 12 months out to 30 percent uh, from a normal average year around 15 percent. So it's not just uh, near-term risks that have rates low. Mike, I know you want to jump in here with Michael Pond. Just the idea of the two-year yield, U.S. two-year, 0.71 percent. I mean, there's things on the screen I'm only getting to right now. There's so many things moving around. Yeah, I'm just curious, Mike, though. Um, yeah, sure, uh, the jobs report was bad. Uh, there were things in it that weren't so terrible, including wages. And then th- this Thursday we get the CPI. And the forecast is that uh, the core on a year-over-year basis goes up to 2.2%. Uh, you know, is that a, 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 another risk flashpoint? In other words, if if the jobs report is a head fake, then how worried should we be? Well, that, that's the uh, interesting thing here, Mike, because if you look at the six-month annualized trend on, on core, and again, core is expected to come in at, at 0.2, so keeping that six-month annualized trend uh, alive at 2.4%, that's a normal level. So by by that measure anyway, the Fed has done its job and gotten inflation exactly where they want it to be on a trend basis. As long as energy stabilizes here, you'll get year-over-year numbers there as well. But the, the, the jobs data probably stays their hand. And so we think that's actually a very good environment for the, the tips market, where the Fed isn't coming out and, and crushing in inflation expectations, but inflation expectation, but inflation itself is moving a bit higher here. So we think the market is quite cheap, uh, at around 1.5% on the 10 year break even, uh, versus we think the trend is around 2.4%. Right. Disinflation is overdone. Michael Pond with us at Barclays. Now we'll continue. Uh, this discussion. We need to do a data check here, Michael. Equities, bonds, currencies, commodities, futures negative eight, Dow futures at negative 63. Yields are in not as bad as an hour ago or even two hours ago, but nevertheless, two basis points on the 10 year, 1.62%. Uh, I mentioned gold earlier, now up $13. 12.89 the ounce. Oil weaker. Don't want to make too much of it. West Texas, 48.58. Uh, the barrel, Again, we've had a 105 handle through some of the morning now, exactly 106.00. Euro dollar, uh, 112.76 with euro yen showing significantly stronger yen <coughs> versus the uh, euro. Sterling, 141.70. Michael McKee and I next week from London. This hour of surveillance is brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. New Yorkers gathered in Manhattan at a historic Greenwich Village bar to grieve the deaths of at least 50 people in a Florida gay nightclub. People began assembling at the Stonewall Inn yesterday. The Stonewall Inn became a national symbol of gay rights after a 1969 police raid led to violent street riots. Sunday, suspected gunman Omar Mateen was shot to death by police at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, after holding hostages for hours. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he does not support some of the campaign promises made by Donald Trump that include a vow to deport millions of undocumented immigrants. Ryan says, though, he still stands by his endorsement of the presumptive Republican presidential nominee. Hamilton won 11 Tonys last night, just one shy of the record set by the producers at 12. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike Tom. Michael, uh, thank you so much. A Fed meeting, we will do that. 
June 15, Michael McKee and I with special coverage. And then we move to London with Francine Lacroix next week. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Interesting question. Suppose they gave a Fed meeting and nobody cared. Drew Mattis of UBS joins us later on Bloomberg Surveillance. The Fed meeting with a 0% chance anything happens. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And this Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by ETF Exchange 16, BNY Mellon's annual ETF symposium, September 19th to the 21st in Dana Point, California. This essential conference is complimentary for RIAs, but space is limited. Register now at BNYMellon.com slash ETF. Well, a definite uh, risk-off feeling to the markets today. Uh, treasuries, they're advancing for a fifth day. And this is the longest winning run since uh, February. As the chances of an interest rate increase from the Federal Reserve this year receded amid slowing economic growth and the looming U.K. referendum on its membership in the European Union. Uh, futures right now ahead of the market open on Wall Street. They are lower. The Dow futures down 8, uh, down 53. The S&P futures 8 points lower. That's down 4 tenths. The Nasdaq futures 19 points lower. That is down 4 tenths of a percent. The euro 112.68 up about uh, strengthened just a bit of up about a tenth. And one of the safe haven currencies, the yen 106.08, that is uh, up about nine tenths of a percent. Spot gold uh, 12.8510, that's up $11.26 an ounce. And 9X crude right now down 50 cents at 48.57 a barrel. But check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day. Right here on Bloomberg Radio, I'm John Tucker, Michael and Tom. John, thanks so much. Mike, as you know, the last number of days, we almost can't keep up with what we see on the Bloomberg screen. I miss German yields until Francine mentioned it to me two hours ago. I completely missed European banks. Unicredit and Deutsche Bank have had three miserable days. Deutsche Bank in euros are 13.77. That's a shocking deterioration in two or three days. There's no other way to put it. A lot of concern about what happens um, to Europe in a a Brexit situation and therefore to banking banks in the uh, stock 600 down 1.9% this morning, helping uh, drive that index much lower. Michael Pond with us with Barclays. Michael, I don't want to get you in trouble with your general counsel at Barclays with a discussion of banking, but... If I look at the IS curve, the real economy curve within the classic architecture, interest rates are in there. How can we link what the, what all this mumbo jumbo we're talking about with what banks will do? I, I don't get, I mean, I think I get it in the U.S. I think I sort of get it in a doing better United Kingdom. How do European banks get business done in this rate environment? Well, banks in general need to be able to earn a earn a spread. So uh, low rates necessarily aren't uh, a, you know a stopping point for banks to be able to earn that earn that spread if they can uh, lend uh, to to profitable um, institutions um, and, and and try to make money that way. Um, but in a low potential GDP. 
P environment, that becomes that becomes difficult. So you you need structural reform uh, from the fiscal side to really get potential GDP okay. up to get productivity up, and then the lending channel can can really open up I, from I, there. I get that. We've heard that 18 times that we need fiscal support. Let's assume we're not going to get it. If we're not going to get it. How do banks clear their system, besides what we saw in that FT article last week, of Commerce Bank with the gajillions of, I don't know, dollars or marks or pawns, whatever they were putting in their vaults? We're, it's almost like the Wild West. It's like, Mike, Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid, that bank in Bolivia, <laughs> where there's just cash in the vaults. We're not used to that. That's where we're heading, right? I mean, I, I don't have a great answer to that question, Tom. But a, it, it, did you see that? That was a general <laughs> counsel answer if I ever heard it. It certainly brings up the, the issue of unintended consequences of, of monetary policy, though. And, and that's why uh, authorities need to, to tread carefully here as they use uh, tools in their toolkit that are, are fairly untested. It makes, it makes for uh, quite a difficult situation for monetary policy authorities. Let me give you a headline here. Um, that is quite interesting, uh, different subject, but NATO, according to the Associated Press, NATO will agree this week to deploy four battalions to the Baltic states, and Poland is going to bolster its defenses against Russia. That should rattle markets a little bit and certainly will increase tensions with the Russians. It's been talked about for a while, uh, but uh, we wanted to bring that Two people uh, now just breaking from uh, the Associated Press. Uh, Michael Bond, uh, we're talking about what's going on in Europe, and uh, certainly they have more of a disinflation problem than we do. How do you hedge them? Uh, you know, there's not a euro bond. Can you can you pick different countries that you would want to uh, get an inflation hedge in place, or uh, you know, what what do you do? Well, there's a solid inflation market in, in Europe, as there is in the in the U.S. Most of uh, the inflation products there are priced off of European inflation uh, rather than country specific uh, inflation markets. Or although there's there's some of that now. Now we expect that core uh, inflation in Europe will continue to run below one percent, so well below the. ECB's target of, of just below two percent, um, as and they they'll likely continue to to try to find new ways to stimulate the economy. Markets are priced for that low inflation, though. So um, unlike in the U.S., where markets are priced for very low inflation, and we think inflation has largely normalized in the U.S., right. uh, the European markets are priced for that low inflation that we expect. Unit credit is within three centimes. I think. What's a hundredth of a euro, Michael Pond? Is it centimes? You got Are me we there, French Tom. there? Three hundredths of a I euro. I believe it's cents. But. Cents, yeah, centimes, cents, whatever. Then it was in early 2012, breaking down to new lows. Michael, here in a PDF file from a school, you know, basic macro 101, since a fall in interest rates increases investment spending, we haven't seen that, have we? I mean, what what the kids are being taught, an ISLM analysis isn't happening right now, is it? And that that was my point about banks earning earning a spread off those low interest rates. The extent that investment picks up, um, and the the lending channel re- really opens up, uh, that that can boost uh, growth. Uh, and and really get the economy going again, but that's not not what really is happening here. Monetary policy has worked through essentially the portfolio reallocation channel, where they're trying to push investors out the risk curve, 
rather than the rather than actually increasing in investment here. And, and that has happened to some extent. If you look at global equities, uh, U.S. market, for example, is, is near highs despite all the, the risks out there. So so that portfolio relocation yeah. channel has worked, but it's not worked enough to, to uh, really stimulate the economy. Michael Pond, thank you so much. Get back to your clients at Barclays. A busy morning coming up for Mr. Pond. Go raise prices. Somewhere. Futures at negative seven. Bloomberg surveillance. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State Dealer. The star you've been wishing for is waiting at the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Head to your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State Dealer for more details. Hurry before this star flies by.